Hello and welcome to another edition of the For the Love of Beer podcast. I am Phil Savory, joined, well, sort of joined, as always, by my good friend Mark Kelly Johnson. Good evening from the bunker. From the from our respective bunkers. Yes, um, definitely. We started this second series recording uh, at a certain point in time, um, earlier in March, and we're now at the end yeah. of March, and um, and everything's just gone to shit, hasn't it? <laughs> if we're being honest it's getting worse and worse really it, yeah. there's no other way for it is there I think um, we might have even misjudged not... yeah we might have even misjudged this corona stuff and what what was really going to happen yeah um, so yeah basically we're holed up in our respective bunkers um, there's nothing else for it really we were planning to get a few of these episodes done over the next few weeks weren't we to really try and build yeah. series to what only now we're stuck. So we're literally trying this out. Hopefully we'll get a YouTube done with this as well. Um, so hopefully this is going to actually work better. Um, so we'll just have to see how it goes, won't we? We'll see how it goes. The only reason we have the yeah. beers that we have tonight is because we've had to do, we've had to basically break lockdown procedure to deliver the beers yeah. door to door. Um, and, and obviously social distance while doing that. Um, yeah. Basically, we've done like a milk milk delivery, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> the world will be in a slightly better place by the time this episode comes out. But it could be even worse. We might have to start releasing these early. We'll yeah, see. yeah, yeah. So anyway, without further ado, we'll crack on. Um, we've got two new beers. Uh, one we've drank once before, but a while back, and another one um, that we've never had before, which is going to be exciting. Yeah, really um, looking forward to it. So we've had it for months, haven't we? months. Um, so we're going to kick off with a beer from Mother Russia uh, called Baltica, which Mark is holding. If you happen to be watching this on, on YouTube, um, hello, Mark is, is holding, presenting the bottle. Um, for the listeners, just a quick sort of, I mean, it's a green bottle, isn't it? It is a green bottle. It's got a funny shape, hasn't it? It's like it's sort of got like, like a waist in the middle, like where your hand is usually, well, where your hand is going to hold it, like a waist. Um, shaped like a woman, if you like, like a Latina, like a voluptuous Latino woman. Yes. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's green, green bottle, Baltica, um, silvery sort of bluey label. Um, and weirdly, well, as you said, we have had this beer before, um, but I can't remember much about it because it was part of the night where you know it was quite a big session. Yeah. Um, so I'm quite looking forward to it. But interestingly, the cap is a peel off cap. Wasn't last time, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I've still got the old caps in the pub. Okay. Um, so, yeah, interesting. So we're not going to need the bottle. Well, the bottle openers uh, for this one tonight, are we? No. Nope. Um, it's quite a strong beer. This it's five point four percent. Yeah, um, strong one. And it's actually, yeah, and it's actually quite a big bottle. Um, so, yeah, which is all good because neither of us big size. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, neither of us are driving, so actually, this has worked well tonight. Happy days. Wonderful. Uh, this could be a sign of things to come. Yes. Are we cracking on? So yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's get stuck into it. Um, so yeah, for the listener, uh, well, for the, the viewer, actually, the top part of the label there is Baltica in English, and then the bottom part down there is in, where's my camera? There it is, in the Russian. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. 
what that's called. I buy a bit of uh, local flavour, but it's a Carlsberg beer. Um, well, it's imported import- by Carlsberg, isn't it? Sorry, mate. It's imported by Carlsberg. Or do they brew it is. Brewery? It, yeah, the brewery is owned by Carlsberg, um, as per my research today. But it is brewed in St. Petersburg, so yeah, all good. Um, what a weird way of opening a bottle, that is, isn't it? Like a little bit of a pop. And it smells. Yeah, it's plasticky as well, which is odd. I can smell it from here. <laughs> how's it? How's it taste? Not bad, you know. It's not bad at all. Do you know I quite like that? Yeah. Um. Now, to start with, I can't give the original score that we gave this because I forgot to look, and we're recording this on the phone, so I can't do it. Um, so we're going to have to go into this pretty much blind. It's like tasting a new beer, effectively, because I don't remember it from last time. No, I don't remember it well at all. So it's effectively like a new beer. But in the barbecue situation, I can see me dishing quite a few of these out because it's different. Um, and I think people would like this. I'm on the fence. I know people would like the taste of it, but I'm on the, fen- I'm on the fence in terms of putting it out there because if you're looking at the bottle it and obviously you know right simple simple question where did we get where did you get the beer from well interestingly this came from home and bargain it's quite readily available here so it's cheaper yeah so is it as exotic for our barbecue situation as you think probably not because Any old, any, any in the UK anyway. Anyone off the street can go into home bargains and buy it. Pretty yeah, cheap. true. That's what <laughs> I would be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so far. I'm, I'm actually quite pleased with the taste. I don't remember it that great from the last time I had it. However, for me, it's, it's Saturday night. It's a five point four percent beer. There's plenty of it. Happy yeah. Days. Well, interestingly, it is marketed when I was doing my research. Marketed as your average sort of mass-produced Carlsberg-type beer. So it, they evidently don't see anything special in it. Um, so, um, yeah, maybe. I don't know, but it's different, isn't it? It's a cheap, different option for the barbecue. It's so a if you're looking to survive... Yeah, for, for a, for a bog-standard or Russia's carling or whatever, it's high yeah. percentage. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Um, right, so Baltica... Um, I don't know if you know this, but there are, you know, like um, some breweries have, say, sort of three or four different types of the beer. So they'll have like a vice beer, um, a dark beer, a pilsner, yeah, a non-alcoholic, this, that and the other. And they'll all be called, you know, something different. Baltica are numbered from zero to nine. Um, zero is the no-alcohol version. Right. Um which, you know, um, there's no number one for, I don't know, whatever reason. But then the others, um, like, you'd assume that they were vaguely related to their percentage, but they're not. Um, They're just different things. So there's a a white beer, the dark beer, there's a porter, this is the Pilsner. Um, Number eight, I think it's number eight. Um, I can find it. Sorry, no, number nine is... The high strength eight percent lager. Boom. Yeah. Oof. Now I found recently um, number seven that we're drinking is it exported to loads of different countries. 
obviously UK being one of them. Yeah. Um, now I've found an Eastern European shop recently that has several of the different types. Mm. So if I can get hold of some of that number nine, I think it might be worth a try, just as something different, you know? Definitely. Um, and I might even get some of the number zero just to see how that tastes. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, Baltica is owned by Carlsberg, Carlsberg Brewery, um, but it is brewed in St. Petersburg. And number seven, as we've got, is um, imported quite readily available here. There you go. Um, obviously, most... Sorry, go on. No, you go ahead. Uh, right, most famous Russian of all is clearly Vladimir Putin. Living, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. So, most famous living Russian, Vladimir Putin. Right. Now, a few years ago, a story about him for you. He invaded a Ukrainian region, Crimea. He did. Now, I've not read much about it, but you hear Crimea is always on the telly and on the news and all this. Um obviously caused international outrage, um, but he still took control of the region. So he then, obviously all the Ukrainians were infuriated by Vladimir Putin taking over their region. Um, but he then infuriated them even further by then drinking a bottle of their, well, basically they had a national treasure, which was a 240-year-old bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Vladimir drank it. He had a big session, right, with Silvio but Berl- Silvio Berlusconi of Italy. Oh my God! <laughs> you know his mate, the ex former Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi. Is he the one that served time? He did. Yeah, you know, he was in Milan for a while, and he, and yeah, he did time. That was it. Um, so yeah, he's um, well, the pair of them infuriated the Ukrainians by. Drinking this national treasure full bottle of wine, so uh, take it, they were later presented with a sixty thousand pound, like obviously, yeah, it's just one bottle of this two hundred forty year old wine. So they had a sixty thousand pound lawsuit brought against them for it. Um, so that's that, really. Um, all the famous Russians, have you got any for me? Ow. Um, well, the one I was thinking of is um, is is. I mean, he would have died long before this beer. Am I right in saying this beer from this label looks like it's 1990? 1990s? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the top. Yeah, isn't it? Is this like a is this like a fall of the Soviet Union type thing? And this came out of it. Maybe it is. Um, that's one thing you didn't find out, actually. To be honest with you, it doesn't seem very old. Uh, I was, I was, because a Russian I was thinking of was Rasputin. Yeah. Ra ra Rasputin, Russia's greatest love machine. Yeah. Um, well, the ones that sprung to my mind were Anna Kornikova and Maria Sharapova. Oh, um, now. Which one are you having out of the two? Anna Kornikova. My childhood celebrity sports crush. Yeah. It gets no better than Anna Kornikova. And I could imagine that she'd drink a bottle of this with you while sunbathing somewhere in Russia. Yeah. So, right um, here, so your so your number one sports childhood crush was Anna Kornikova. Yeah. You remember the poster? I do. Would uh, you pick up with yeah. Um, the arse? The yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wasn't um, wasn't that originally Kylie Minogue? 
Am I thinking um, the famous the famous picture of the woman's woman's ass and she recreated it? Where it's like the, Yeah. Yeah. Like a dress sort yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um well, so yeah, I can imagine Can you imagine her drinking a bottle of Baltica with you? I could, yeah. I could imagine Sharapova as well, to be honest. I, I think I mm, who do I prefer out the two? Mm. Well, I don't know. It's tough on that. But my 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 childhood sports crush was probably uh, Jet from Gladiators. Jet from Gladiators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair play. A bit different to Maria Sharapova and Anna Kornikova, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, we've decided that they'd both drink a bottle of this. Yeah. But now we have the ambassador's reception. Mm. Right. Would you present this at an ambassador at your ambassador's reception? Now, I think it's a picture of the scene. So it's the night before the ambassador's reception. All the guests are invited, blah blah, dignitaries from around the world. Then on everything's all prepared, beers all stocked in the cellar, the wines in the cellar. And uh, in the morning, ambassador gets a phone call said it's uh, someone on behalf of Vladimir Putin. And he's like, uh, I'm coming to uh, a reception tonight and was, uh, I hear you have a wide selection of beers. And the ambassador's like, well, of course, Mr. Putin, we have only the finest, only the best at the ambassador's reception. Um, well, I think uh, I have beer that uh, you should have. Uh, Baltica is national beer. Well, that's very nice. I'm, I've had it. It's, it's fine, but but we, we have our, our beers. It's a very select beer. No, you take beer. You you will take beer. And then he kind of muscles his way in, you see. So the ambassador is then forced to kind of have to have to serve it. To serve the Baltica. So basically, yeah, the Baltica is is then shipped in on the morning and then the ambassador reception in the evening. It's like because Vladimir's there, everyone has to drink Baltica. Do you reckon Vladimir drinks it himself. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, sits at home, sits at home chilling of an evening, having a Baltica. I would imagine he'd probably drink the number nine though, because obviously that's strong to us. But that'd be like drinking water to them. Yeah, he'll he'll have to because he prides himself on being a strong man. It'll be like um, he has to drink the one the highest percentage. He's a bit like Trump, isn't he? He's kind of very vain or, or will boast that he's the best at whatever and would drink the strong, you know, yeah. Well, it's, it's only in the last few years that um, beer in Russia is officially been classed as alcoholic. Because obviously they just drink, like, vodka, don't they? You know, everything's just vodka. Um, not that I've ever been, but, you know, seemingly it is. Because, um, yeah, apparently it's, it's not strong enough to have been considered as alcohol up until fairly recently. I, I haven't got the year for you. Um, but it's all right. It's getting a bit gassy now. Yeah, a little bit. But um, I, have to say, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. You got anything else interesting about about Russia or the beer? Um, Vladimir Putin is an animal what? lover. Did you know? Is uh, an animal loves, lover. At least, it, as in, he loves animals, or he loves animals. Uh, he just just likes them. I think. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just likes them. Um, so we're not go- we're not going to say anything mad like Vladimir Putin shags horses, just in case we get into trouble. I have seen a video of him riding 
a horse with no top on. That's famous. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He loves a topless horse ride. He does, yeah. You brought that image into me, Edno. Yeah. But um, we wouldn't want to say anything like Vladimir Putin shags horses on the pod, because that's dangerous stuff to talk about. So I'm definitely not going to say that Vladimir Putin shags horses. Is he on Twitter? Because if he is, we should really tweet him that. <laughs> I've no See if idea. we could get I, a listen to him. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if he would. I bet if he did have a Twitter account, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have. A, it would be. It would be stuff on his behalf. It wouldn't be his, his own words. No. Um, he's also into his American literature. Um, apparently, um, there is um, a video online of him a few years ago. He was on some Russian. Um, like the X Factor sort of kind of thing. Um, he did a full rendition of some song in full perfect English. I've not watched all of it because I got like, bored. He, Vladimir Putin went on X Factor, the Russian X Factor. Yeah, yeah. And it might what? not be like X Factor, but some sort of singing programme. Um, and he sang a, a song in full perfect English. So is it um, a bit like, you know, when you get to like the semi-final or the final stage... And the contestants yeah. like sing a duet, and they were they wheel out Gary Barlow to sing with someone. Yeah. Imagine you turn and around and blood. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> singing. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. It's yeah. Sergey and Vladimir Putin, and he comes out. And... Or like on Strictly, when they have the celebrity guesting for the final week, and yeah. everything like you know everyone's dancing around him, and it's like. I just want you back for good. <laughs> or maybe um, it was maybe he's been on um, Russian like stars in their eyes. Oh, even better. Yeah, could you imagine that singing Tina Turner or something? First <laughs> one off the top of the Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be <laughs> Tina Turner. <laughs> Dave, you went and, I will. <laughs> and I will win. <laughs> yeah. I am simply the best. Um, right, Russia. It has the longest pipeline in the world. Um, oil. 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 Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, America and Russia, um, at their closest point, are only four kilometres apart, apparently. So is that Alaska to that, that to, uh, this sort of eastern part of Russia? Yeah, to whatever's over there, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, four kilometres apart, couldn't believe that. Um Russia, world's longest railway, Trans-Siberian Railway. Yeah. If you were to do it, end-to-end, it'd take you 152 hours to do the full journey. That's a fucking long way, isn't it? Would you like to do that one day? Uh, no. <laughs> um, absolutely not. Um, if you're a virgin, right, or you're struggling to get a girlfriend, first thing that comes to your head is... Bangkok or somewhere like you know of that sort of place to be heading to right or where, where where the unshaggable can get shagged exactly yeah um or like Magaluf or somewhere you know what I mean anyway but the well-advised virgin would head to Russia because there is a high rate a very high ratio of men to women in Russia um women to men actually I should have said there um, there is 86.8 men to every 100 women in Russia and apparently that's very high um, 
and this is because of World War Two, um, or the Russian men obviously going off to fight, and yeah. they must have had a really high death rate. So yeah, for you know the the odd virgin in the world, if you're listening to this, get yourself to St Petersburg. Um, that balanced itself out a bit more by now because that was a long time ago. Yeah, um, I think the Russian men have um, slightly more lethargic swimmers or weaker swimmers than some other countries. Well, I don't know, but it's cold out there, so you'd think that that would encourage them to swim well. No. Um, well, just, just, I always thought because things like you know, you, whether you have a boy or a girl, that comes down to you know the comes down to your well, it does partly come down to your sperm, but I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't. Yeah, quick discussion on sperm for the pod. <laughs> um, and one final fact for you. Um, oh, did we? Have we got the video back? Yes, That's there good. we go. There we go. Right, one final fact for you before we go back to discussing the beer. Tetris was invented by a Russian. Yes. Good enough for me. Yes. Um. So yeah, brilliant. Um, Tetris is like the Russian the FIFA, isn't it, really? It's what, sorry, the Russian? Tetris is like the Russian FIFA. It is, yeah. <laughs> it gets no better, does it? <laughs> right, the beer. What do you think? Um, so, my... Are we are we talking... Are we thinking of just going straight into ratings now? Um, no, I'm just interested to see whether you... Has your opinion of it improved as we've gone along? Um, it is, is a bit gassy. gassy. It is a bit gassy, it, but, but enjoyable. It, I feel it's quite strong. Yeah. It's not It's not bad, is it? It's not bad at all. I mean, I, I wouldn't rush out to be buying loads of it. Um, but having said that, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's decent stuff. I mean, it's clearly... <coughs> it's, it's obviously premium on the label and... I wouldn't say it tastes premium, but you know what? For a for a high percentage, pretty cheap beer, I think it's I think it serves a purpose. I think it's decent. So when we're gonna do our um, beer festival, hopefully in a few weeks. Obviously, that's it's now gonna be longer than that. when we do it. Yeah. Um, would you buy a few bottles of this to put in front of people? Uh, yeah, because it's cheap and easy for us to get. Yeah, very fair point. Um, I, will, I, will, yeah. I don't feel like I don't feel that I've been embarrassed to put it in front of people. No, um, it's something different. It doesn't look like an Aldi beer. Um, the lid's embarrassment. What's that? The lid's an embarrassment. Oh, that's shocking! The lid. That is the worst lid of any. For the the viewers, uh, for the listeners, join us on YouTube now um, at FTLOB Pod. But uh, yeah, for the viewers. Let's get it right. There we go. Look at that. That is awful. Plastic peel-off lid. Uh, worst lid we've had by far. Dreadful. That's, that's a disgrace. It is a disgrace, yeah. They should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> right, should um, we rate it? Yeah. Are we going to do fingers? Um, yeah, let's do fingers. Um, right, okay. So, you're ready. You're ready. Okay, ready? Three, yep. two, one... Oh, you've got eight. I've got eight, yeah. I've gone seven. 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 We're not far off there, are we? Not far off. You've been quite generous. But then, if I remember rightly, you were 
quite a big fan of it last time round. Mm, I'm going to have to look into that and, and check the situation. But I quite like that. I'm pleasantly surprised by how much I've enjoyed it. Um, that's not a bad beer. Right, so what what are we gonna what are we gonna do now? Are we gonna are we gonna just stick it at seven and a half? I think we should that. split that one. That's quite an obvious one, isn't it? Really, I um, think seven and a half is is fair. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah, that's quite a fair rating. I think Baltica of Russia. Baltica, done. Mm. Lovely. Um, we'll be back uh, shortly with our second beer. Welcome back, and we're on to beer number two of today's episode. And we're going to Africa, um, specifically West Africa, uh, to the country of Ghana. And we are drinking uh, Club Premium Lager, which uh, we actually owe a massive debt on this one to a um, friend of the show, uh, Chris Morton, who um, has a, a work colleague, I think his boss, that travels around a lot. He went out to Ghana um, and was able to bring back a couple of bottles of this. And um, a couple of bottles of Star as well, the Nigerian lager we had um, uh, back in Series 1. So, yeah, Club Premium Lager, brewed since 1931 in Accra, which is the um, the capital of Ghana. Did now, it actually come from Ghana, by the way, this beer? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's on mileage, though. Yes. So this has come, this is brewed in Ghana, and it's come directly from Ghana as well. I love that. I really love that. Yes. Brilliant. Right. Sorry. Yeah. So Ghana. Uh, club. Sorry. Yeah. 1931. 1931. Uh, it's a 5% beer, 330ml bottle, so more of a standard size compared to Baltica that we were drinking previously. It's a lovely presentation, isn't it? Yeah. It looks a bit, um, I was going to say it's a bit clip arty, but it's not really, no, is it's it? Not. It's not too bad. I don't think it um, is. All, all of these African beers tend to have the same sort of general style, don't they? Star's got a bit of a similar um, label to this, with yeah. the the big one, you know, like the gold and the red and the green and the, you know, it's just all they're all similar. With this one, colourful. Yeah, with this one, they're pretty much nailed, nailed sort of the the colours of the flag. They've got the black star, yeah, um, on on the, the the bottom of the label as well. And uh, and what I like as well is it says truly Ghanaian as well. So, yeah, so. I love that, and it says on the back. I've lost it now. Enjoyed by Ghanaians for so many years, it says. I've lost it. But anyway, so yeah, carry on without me. <laughs> so um, so this this is brewed in Accra. So um, the, basically the how this came about was um, it was a Swiss investment that, that built the brewery in Accra um, in like 1930 or whatever. And then... Should, the, we, should we open it, by the way? Um, yeah, let's crack on. Sorry, while you just discussed it. Yeah, so the, uh, yeah, so actually it owes some of its origins to um, to the Swiss, interestingly, um, who uh, funded or built the, the brewery. Um, and then uh, over time, um, it, it's, it became very much a, a Ghanaian enterprise. And, um, and over the course of time, you know, as we see with a lot of these beers, they change hands and eventually end up with InBev. So this one is now under the umbrella of um, of InBev. Oh, is it? Right, okay. Oh, interesting smell. It, it smells, doesn't it? I've noticed that as soon as I open it. Yeah. It really does kind of it. I can't work that out. Yeah. Quite a... Hmm. Interesting. The thing with these African beers, they all tend to have 
a similar sort of taste to them, don't they? It's di- it seemed distinctive at first, but then when you go from like Jewel Brew from Gambia to this, you start to notice mm. similarity. I'm thinking it's similar to Star. Yeah. A it all bit. seems to have a similar sort of like a musty flavour. This is musty on Star. Mm, it's different, isn't it? It is different. Um, we're, it, it's, it's more interesting than, say, Baltica was that we just had. It's more interesting. Yet, if you it, it probably if you probably give me a choice of one of the two to drink, I would probably drink Baltica. For you know, purely for flavour, you'd have to go with Baltica because it's more. I think more of what you know, and what you more of what you feel. You know, it's, it's a standard basic pilsner. You kind of that's your yeah. This feels a little bit like this is kind of a, a bit of a musty, unusual, slightly aftertaste to it, which. I think it's a bit of an acquired taste. It is, but if you were Ghanaian, Baltica would seem more interesting to you because you'd probably never had it before. Yeah, maybe. So that goes with where we're at, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, this beer know. has a very interesting nickname. Go on. Um, it's uh, basically people uh, people call it Charlie. Why? Um, I don't really know, but um, so they they generally call it Charlie, and at the moment, as of we're recording it right now. Club's um, social media, so the brewery's um, social media, is currently doing a vote on uh, on a name change. Two variations on Charlie spellings and different. Cha- cha- wow. yeah. it, I, 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 I'm not entirely sure because the the for one the Wikipedia page on it. Um, the first thing that comes up when you go on. Is saying it says there's there could be errors on this page or things whatever. So obviously some of the stuff that's on it's not verified. So I don't want to spout a bunch of stuff that just isn't true. But the, the one thing I do know is that the, the beer has a nickname of Charlie, and it's obviously the national beer of, of Ghana. It's it's the one that's brewed there. So yeah, so so weirdly they just they just refer to it as Charlie, which I, you know over here we we associate Charlie with um, something else with well with drugs. Or mm. um, with um, shit ladies perfume. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. How weird. Yeah, unusual. Maybe maybe they could have like a, a collaborate between the Charlie perfume and the Charlie beer. Yeah, um, and, and you... maybe even a Charlie cocaine. Maybe. Um, as is the norm with African countries, whenever we talk about an African country, we, we pretty much have to sort of ask the question: Did we colonise it at one point? And the answer is yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry Obviously. about sorry about that. Yeah, it, generally, if, it, if it's yeah. a country in Africa, at one point, um, the the yeah the the, the Brits have probably um, had their way with it. So mm. um, yeah, although interestingly. Um, Half of um, Ghanaians, English is still pretty much the main language. And um, yeah, Ghanaians um, generally speak English. Hence why um, all the presentation, everything on the bottle is all in English. No other language. So it is. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's come directly from Ghana, so it's all in English. And have you noticed the, mo- the phone number on the back of it is an English phone number? 0800. Uh, yeah, interestingly. So they use the same, the same, the same system. I'm guessing. I, mean, I don't think, I don't think you could. If we rang that, it wouldn't be a, a local number. No, obviously. Um, but then the address on it as well was also a, a PO box address. 
So they clearly, when did they? When did we get rid of Garner? Um, we gave it back. I think it was late fifties. Fairly recently, then. So they've obviously not modernised that much, have they? So there'll be elements of of our culture that are still there. So language and other other bits and pieces. So yeah, so that might might explain why there's some kind of some some things that we'd we'd relate to. Um, mm. Yeah, another interesting thing about Ghana, or or something that just doing some just a basic basic research and looking at it, um, is uh, they've got a knack for making re- very flamboyant coffins. And when I say flamboyant. I mean, like, um, if you're of a of a, a certain standing and you and you cark it over there, you get um, you get a decent funeral where obviously people will carry a coffin through the streets and stuff. But you um, you'll get like elaborate coffins made. So there's one I've seen um, where essentially it's a lion. The coffin's shaped like a lion. So imagine like Why? a lion with a lid. <laughs> so the lion's head and then it goes down by the neck to the back and then you have a lid and you lift up and there's your corpse inside as in a coffin are we talking about a, like an urn now or are we on about coffin? no proper full-on coffin not talking urn. i'm talking a proper coffin that you would carry through the street like lion. yeah yeah this big imagine like a big painted like lion or a, a zebra or whatever you know being carried through the streets and your dead body is in it i wonder what the gravestones are like if the coffins are that good <laughs> I don't know, but I just I just see some of the look it up some of the pictures and you get some really interesting results. They, I'll, they, they, I'll, they, I'll, they, I'll have a look at that later on. They they if I were if I were uh, if I wanted a, a funeral, I think I've decided I want it now in the in the Ghanaian style. <laughs> wouldn't you? Is wouldn't, it getting any better as as you go through it? Is it getting any better? I it is for me absolutely. I'm preferring no, it now. I don't mind it. I think the I think the thing with this is, do I like it as much as the Gambian beer we drank um, a little further back? No, but um, at the same time, I think this has a lot. This has some character and personality to it that, that kind of you know. You, I can't say that I love it, but it, it has its it, it does have its own style and that African sort of style. It's interesting to drink, I would say, without really being in love with it I, that gambian one was was one that i was sort of angling for another i would gladly move straight onto another bottle of it straight away whereas this not so much any famous um Ghanaians? well for me it's it's they've their the football team's done fairly well of, of late although famously um 2010 was probably their best their best sort of run wasn't it because that was when they got to the quarterfinals was it in the world cup 2010 remember ghana they had um asamo jian and a few other players and stuff yeah yeah it was the famous one where they were in the quarterfinal it was it was um because i don't think any african team at that point had got to a semi-final of a world cup cameroon had done it um got to a, a cameroon had got to a quarterfinal but no other African team, I don't think, had, had done it. Maybe Nigeria had got there. So um, it was Ghana against Uruguay. And you remember it was the famous game where um, Luis Suarez um, handballed on the line to get himself sent off. Right. Conceded was a penalty. Yeah, yeah. So it was. So Ghana got a penalty 
so it, it was going to be a certain goal. So Luis Suarez did the only thing, the ultimate shithouse, did the only thing that he, that he knew he could do, which was handball, get himself sent off and just hope that, that the goal he saved the penalty or they missed or whatever. And then, and they missed. So the, the guy taking the penalty, I can't remember who it was. Um, it might have been Asamoah Jan, maybe, maybe it wasn't. Um, missed the penalty and then Uruguay got through and it was the whole thing of Suarez was like stood off the off the side of the pitch and then you just see the, the penalty miss and then he just like giving like, <laughs> celebrating like giving it like the big one just making himself the ultimate villain before um before you know the Premier League yeah yeah laid their eyes on him what a bastard he was but as a Liverpool fan he was when when he's on your team he's your but he's your He's the one you want on your side, isn't he? Exactly yeah. that. He's exactly that. You know, it's weird. He seemed like, and still to this day, seems like a really nice guy. But on the pitch, he's just an absolute fucking animal. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a like, switch in there, isn't there? And like, and like you say, when, when, he's on, when you have someone like that on your team, you love them. Um, but when you're playing against them, you just hate, like Diego Costa, just you know, players like that, you just yeah. hate. And he's in yeah. But... He's, he was an absolute football genius. Well, he is a football genius. He, he did. I mean, that that Liverpool, you know, that Liverpool team that he was in wasn't wasn't particularly wasn't that good most of the time. But he was he was just phenomenal. Absolutely. He was brilliant, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just some of the stuff he would do is take your breath away. And then and then the next the next minute he's chomping someone's shoulder or arm or whatever. And he, <laughs> that's just he was classic classic. Um, like you never knew what was going to happen from one week to the next. No, and that made him so good. That's what made him so brilliant to follow. Is that you? You he was always on the air, on the edge. Um, yeah. So if, in terms of famous Ghanaians, I don't really have any, but um, it, uh, they have. They do have an emerging film scene apparently in Ghana, and uh, and they've got the uh, so the main sort of African that we're talking about. I spoke about it before, but. Um, the main sort of um, film scene in, in Africa comes from Nigeria, or Nollywood, Nollywood, as it's called. But supposedly, Ghana produces talent that then moves on to, to Nollywood, so that kind of graduates to, to the big leads of Nollywood. Right. But, I don't, I, but obviously, clearly, there's no... Well, there's no, nobody that's made their way over here yet, no. No, not, Nollywood's kind of their peak for, for them, isn't it, really? Barbecue. Oh, barbecue beer. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if barbecue guests would all enjoy it. It's a bit of an acquired taste, isn't it? If it was in a bottle without a, a label on and you didn't know where it had come from, I don't think anyone would appreciate it. No. Um, and that, that's my worry for it. It'd be lost in a sea of just just anything, really. It's just another beer, isn't it? If it was readily available here, again, I probably wouldn't even bother with it, to be honest with you. It's not that good. No. I, like I, I said, it's, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. I, I would, I would, I would, the, the thing for the barbecue is, is that you wouldn't really want to drink it yourself over other beers that you could have. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, oh, here's a beer that's come from Ghana. That's an interesting talking point. But it's not yeah. getting near the ambassador's reception. No way. You're not a fan, no. Well, I just don't think it's going to get in the ambassador's reception. I think that, um, and, and to be honest, the ambassador's got a problem now that he's got a load of Baltica he's got to shift. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> but they're both, they're both saying that they're premium lagers. 
both of them on the labels. But you, anyone, both we've seen enough now by this point to know that, that they just slap premium on, on beers for no apparent reason. Anyone can put that, can't they? They're both quite strong, actually. This is a 5% as well, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, it, it's strange. In the, again, the, the Baltica feels like the, the higher percentage, but it feels like the easier drink. It's a good job you weren't driving home tonight. Mm. Right, club. I think we should rate it. I think so. Um, should we go fingers? Yeah, I think we should. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Right, three, two, one. So you've gone five and up. You need to you remember you're on the camera you need to shift across. Okay, you've gone six, I've gone five and a half. Doing pretty well there. Yeah, but we've got a problem here because we can't do we don't do quarter ratings. So we can't split that. We're gonna so have we're gonna rock, have to paper, do scissors rock, paper, scissors and rely on the <laughs> internet that we don't get any issues with the delay and that there's no shenanigans going on or cheating or anything like that. So <laughs> okay. So, uh, so you win, you win, you get a six out of ten. Uh, I win, it's five and a half out of ten. Right. Because I, I think that six is maybe a bit generous for it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> right. Are you ready? I feel, just before we do it, I feel like I've been let down a little bit by it. I don't feel that it's lived up to what I thought it was going to be. What I'm learning from this is these African beers don't tend to have the same give the same palette thing that I'm after. Yeah. You know, it's a different palette that they're brewing for out I mean, there, isn't it? It, I, it I clearly per- is. Yeah, I personally think this has more character and more to it than, say, Castle from South Africa did. Yeah, that's that really boring. boring. I just wasn't keen on that at all. This um, has a little bit more about it. Um, but, again, you match that against Jewel Brew from Gambia, I felt like that was a much nicer beer. Yeah. Um, that's that moment is the African beer that I would. Yeah, um, you loved that, didn't you? Sure. I really liked it. Um, yeah. I, I felt that that had a that had some character and had um, the personality this has, but a cleaner, nicer taste. This is crisper and refreshing. I don't find it crisp at all. I find it a bit musty and a bit weird. Definitely, definitely. Right, rock paper scissors. Okay. I've got a problem, because you've won about the last six or seven of these, so I've got a... I'm on form with these, aren't I? Yeah. You are, so this is, this is big for me. Right, okay. You ready? <laughs> yeah, go on. Right, first of all, get your, get your... Let's make sure we're both in camera. Because what I don't want you to do is for you to see mine and then just bring yours in from, like, stage left and then, like, right, catch them out. So we right. keep them on camera, yeah, yeah? Keep it in view of the camera. Right, okay, ready? Right, okay. Okay, ready? Yeah. One, two... Three. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm still I'm taking that. There was a delay, but my scissors do cut your paper. Fair play. You've broken my um, my dominance there, haven't you? Fair play. That's the closest thing I've had to sport in about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I miss no. football so much. I miss everything. This is shit. <laughs> Fucking virus. 5.5 it is for club from Ghana. Five and a half for Ghana. Uh, yeah, do we recommend it? Not particularly, um, but it's another one ticked off the list, and it was it was it was a tricky one to get, and we're just lucky really that yeah. we had friends that helped us out. We've done really well with that one. Yeah, that's worked really really well. Yeah. So thanks to Chris. Sorry the beer wasn't brilliant, but we still really appreciate it. And um, yeah, 
and like I say, you, you can't put a price on being able to tick some of these beers off. This is this is only going to get harder for us from here on in, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Hundred hundred beers, and we're we're making good progress, but it's getting definitely. Tough. So uh, thanks again um, for those watching on YouTube. Um, hello. I think while we're in this sort of coronavirus situation, I think anything that we do, um, pod wise, do it for you. <laughs> that we record, um, we'll put on YouTube as well, so you could watch it as much as listen to it. If that is yeah. any benefit to you, probably not. Um, we'll see. How it goes anyway. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, we probably should have ended this ages ago. Right, okay. Thanks again for listening, watching, however you absorb this sort of thing. Mark, can you give people the socials? Uh, at F-T-L-O-B pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Scrabble, and now YouTube. Um, follow, like, retweet, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, so yeah, Baltica, um, what did we set one for that? Was it 7.5? We went for 7.5 for Baltica, and then we went yeah, five 5.5 for Ghana. That was it. So, yeah, so, job done. There we go. Thanks very much again for, for joining us. Um, whatever time it is that we release this, um, hopefully things aren't too bad. Um, uh, we'll just have to try and make we it might, We might not be in the bunker. So, yeah, let's see. Yeah, we might not be in the bunker by the time this comes out. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll just see how things play out. But, again, um, thanks very much, and we'll be back very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. All I wanna do is drink beer for breakfast